It's five minutes with me. I'm a big fan of traditions. My family has a host of them. Some are meaningful, like our tradition of giving a Jesus gift at Christmas, where each family member gives into a pool, and then we collaboratively decide where we give the total. Some are sweet, like our practice of holding hands during the takeoff of a plane ride, even across the aisle. And others are, well, just strange and silly, like our ritual of simultaneously taking the first sip of our beverages at dinner and then collectively uttering, ah. Traditions in youth ministry can be powerful, like the constantly ebbing and flowing world of teenagers where almost nothing seems pinned down. Youth group traditions act as tiny coat hooks of familiarity that, they, that can remind students that they belong. Like my family traditions, they, these can be serious or slapstick. My small group guy's practice of sharing the highs and lows of our week often feels like an Ignatian prayer of examine. But then one of my youth groups had a tradition of offering visitors a single, a unison single hand clap and a can of the strangest foods we could find as a thank you gift for, uh, for trying us out. Sometimes our traditions become, though, sacred cows. That happens when they get insider-ish and exclusive, when they are deemed more important than our mission or values, and when they become an object rather than a means. Really, sacred cows are objects of worship. That might seem like strong terminology for something like our annual youth group mission trip or the protection of the carpeting in the fellowship hall. But one dictionary definition of worship is the object of adoring uh, reverence or regard. Ouch. With that definition, here are just a few of the things that I've worshipped in youth ministry over the years. My lesson plan our big back-to-school event, our approach to mission trips more than the trips themselves, my finely-tuned volunteer job description, our youth group name. I, I was forced, in a sense, to ruminate on this tension between traditions and sacred cows when, a few years back, I spoke for two specific and unique tribes of youth workers. One of them was from a denomination with a particularly quirky approach to music in worship. And the other was a denomination with an orderly but odd approach to clothing. As an outsider to both of these tribes, I'll be honest, their traditions seemed weird to me. And they still do. But weirdness in and of itself isn't a crime. Surely, I've been known to embrace more than my socially prescribed allotment of weirdness. Really, three cheers for weirdness. But in both cases, I came to understand the nexus of that tradition. And in both cases, I could, if I chose to be gracious, see the beauty and or rationale of that apparent weirdness. But I couldn't quite get past the fact that in both cases, the this once made sense nature of the weirdness no longer made sense. And add to that, in both cases, theology had been constructed around the unique tradition, providing a perceived airtight case straight from Scripture. But what seemed airtight to some sounded like a massive hissing air leak to me. As gracious and contextual as I truly wanted to be, I concluded it was time for dinner. And the only item on the menu was cow of the sacred variety. I I can't help but think of the Pharisees 
we have this predisposed caricature of Pharisees in our head as evil plotters and self-righteous jerks, but surely that caricature didn't fit most of them, uh, or even those, and even those who embodied that description, it's unlikely they chose to become Pharisees in order to be evil plotters and self-righteous jerks. They were the most committed, the most passionate in their observance of traditions and the law. Honestly, I have some compassion for the Pharisees because I see so much of myself in them. I have no interest in finger pointing. It wouldn't be helpful for me to point out those two lovely but weird groups who invited me into their midst and just say, look, it's beef. Instead, I desire to do two things in my own life and family and in my youth ministry work. First, I will continue to create new traditions and relish the old ones. But second, I will be vigilant in watching that they don't become objects of worship. And if they do, and when they do, I want to be the first to call out, who's hungry? The Youth Cartel Podcast Network.